Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. How are you doing? Bro. Bro, bro. I'm so good, man. That was so good. All right. So uh, we uh, we just listened to um, the episode that we recorded two weeks ago. Yeah. Where we made breakfast gumbo. Mm, so good. And we realized we left a very key thing out. Absolutely. I don't know how we, we, we spoke the word. And never revisited. Never, never revisited. Uh, I guess we had had too many, maybe. Possible. Um, or I just think that biscuit was so. I'm gonna go with good. that. Uh, uh, yeah, because <clears throat> it seriously was the best biscuit I've ever had. Yeah. Ever. That was, that was great. That so, dish was incredible. Yes. Um, but it was the Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary. And we both had we both had some significant rolls in it. It actually took longer to make the Bloody Mary than it did anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I, more cook time in the Bloody Mary. Well, I had I had very minimal cook time, but I had more prep time in that Bloody Mary than anything else. Yeah. So and uh, yet we spoke absolutely nothing. We about I, believe, I think the count is Bloody Mary is said once, maybe twice, but I believe I'm, I believe it's once. That was somebody in the bathroom. Yeah. So um, so we need to talk about the Bloody Mary. Yes. So uh, let's start with you with the mix. You took on that role. Absolutely. So walk me through um, how you made the Bloody Mary mix. So right now we don't have fresh tomatoes in season. We, we You have a few, but it's not enough to really give me a significant amount. So I just took uh, two cans of the 28-ounce San Marzano crushed tomatoes and then one can of the 28-ounce uh, San Marzano whole tomatoes peeled. Cooked those down with a uh, one onion, a couple garlic cloves, and some bay leaves. Treat it like you would... Um, just a tomato sauce or something like that. And I let it cook for about two to three hours. And nice. then I pureed it in the, the old Vitamix, okay. uh, handy thing. And then I just passed it through a chinois, which is just a fine mesh strainer. Did you, everything that was in the pot, you put directly into the blender? Or did you strain anything out? I, I took the bay leaves out. So just the bay leaves came out? Just the bay leaves Blend came out. everything else up till it's smooth, yeah. filter just it. Just get a good, nice consistency. Yeah. You want liquid. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, and then you just strain it real good so you get all the pulp and stuff like that and the seeds out. Yeah. And you get tomato juice. And then I, I mix it with probably one-third beef broth, so about 14 ounces of beef broth. Ah. 14 ounces of beef broth. I like it. Yeah. We weren't able to make that, so I just did the old store-bought. And, uh, it turned out really good, man. As far as tomato juice goes, you know, I was never one of those people that drank the V8 or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, I definitely enjoyed this juice. It was really good, man. Other than just having to cook it for two to three hours, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. That's, oh, no, dude. That mix by itself was delicious. Delicious. Add some carrots and some celery to it, and you got a nice little vegetable juice. Which is just going to make it taste better. I mean, even if you still make a Bloody Mary or a Bloody Bull or a Bloody Maria. Ooh. Whatever. Yeah. What was that drink we used to drink at Friday's because they did it in cocktail? The Red Eye? Yeah. Bloody Mary mix and a beer. And an egg. And an egg. Forgot about that. Yep. It was the eye. Nice throwback. Yeah, man. Um, and so then I took on the vodka. Absolutely. Um, and 
you know, in, in days of old when we when we bartended, you know, Fridays, I think we did them like this at Banana Docks. I think I know we yeah. did them. I know we did them when we uh, had any of the big events that involved daytime hours downtown. Yes, it was that mix of uh, Citron and Papara vodka, which so good. I Absolutely. think Citron is still there. I've not seen Papara in a while. I have not. Um, so that was the absolute brands, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. The uh, the black and red, and then of course the yellow. Citron. Um, so wanted to wanted to kind of do something along that line. Um, I've also tried the bacon vodka. Uh, had a had an employee when I worked at the Bluegill had gone out of town on vacation, sent me a picture. It's like, have you seen this? And it's bacon uh, with a with a definite piece of bacon on the logo, but it's spelled B A K O N. Um, real tall, classy, kind of squared off bottle, um, and it's a really good bacon vodka. Makes a fantastic Bloody Mary. Sounds, um, but I've not seen that one in Alabama in a couple of years either. Well, you know how we are here. We, yeah. we get very limited on the fun stuff around yep. here. You can get any cordial in the world. Yes. So if you want, you know, to poo cotton candy tomorrow, we've got you covered here in the great state of Alabama. <laughs> but if you want to get a Pappy Van Winkle, you'll you you hitting state lines. Well, you, well, and you got to hit the right lottery, and you know, get the one bottle that comes to you know, the two stores, but anyway, so, uh, went and talked to our friends at cottage Hill package. Oh, I love those guys. Great buddies of ours. Uh, particularly Neil, the manager, um, told him what, what I had in mind and he suggested going with a higher proof vodka. You know, most, most vodka is going to be 80 proof. That's kind of the standard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, and it makes sense. The higher proof vodka is going to help pull more flavors out, which is what we really wanted. Yeah. Um, and then plus, you know, by the time you add other flavors to it, it's not going to end up being a hundred proof, that you're pouring. So it's not like you even have to really worry about it being such a, you know, higher percentage of alcohol at that point. Right. Um, but, uh, it's a, you know, it's really simple. Um, just kind of thought about what I wanted to do. So I definitely wanted a pepper taste. I wanted some citrus taste. And then I was like, what else can I do? So, um, it ended up being the zest and juice of two lemons and two limes. Nice. Um, and I just used a vegetable peeler, okay. like instead of like having to sit there with a microplane and just Ooh. go back and forth and, well, you're going to lose a lot of those oils in your hand in the air with that one. Yep. And so I just took a vegetable peeler, and you know, it's a, mine is a little serrated one, and just peeled off big, you know, all the big chunks, and then cut it in half through the. Uh, so what you do is you get two big mason jars, mm-hmm. and I just tried to even it out as best I could. So you know, two the zest of two lemons, two limes, the juice of both. Um, I threw some bay leaf in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I threw some. Um, so um, I got two jalapenos. Oh. I uh, quartered them both. One, I removed the seeds and the stems so it wasn't quite as hot and getting more of the uh, flavor of the jalapeno um, than just the heat. And then the other one I left whole okay. to add a little bit of the heat right. without going crazy. Um, then uh, I like the peppercorn medley, oh. uh, just all black peppercorn. Yeah, yeah the trap one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so threw in you know a nice little handful of those. Couple bay leaves, I think I might have already said that. And then the fun thing, um, I had lunch with my parents that day, and we had had some um, boiled shrimp, and uh, so I saved the shells, roasted the shells off what? with a couple strips of bacon. What? Uh, and yeah, and so roasted those. I used an air fryer. You can use an oven. Hey. Um, about you know fifteen twenty minutes or so, looking to just add a little bit of color and right. ba- and cook the bacon through. Just trying to pink it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, just you know, stirred it every few minutes or whatever. And then I took all that out, put that, you know, packed that into the jars, filled each one up with vodka, and then uh, every ba- you know, put it in the refrigerator. And so you want a minimum of three days 
to interact um, with the ingredients. Right. Um, I think I got to go almost five. Nice. Because I started it on a Sunday. Yeah. And, um, but basically, anytime I walked by the fridge, so in the morning when I was getting up making coffee, shake it up real good. You know, when I was making dinner later that night, take them out, shake them up real good. Just, you know, so anytime I walked by the refrigerator, I was like, oh, let me shake these up. So why were you shaking them? Uh, just to make sure that the vodka interacted with as much of it, pull those uh, essential oils out of everything. I got you. Leave uh, no dry areas. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, after a couple of days, you know, whatever you've got, you take it out. And um, so I did a double straining on it. So I used a mesh strainer once mm. and then, you know, strained that into a bowl and then took that and then ran it through a coffee filter oh, nice. to get as much of the solid stuff out. Right. All those impurities. Yeah. And then place. just, you know, put that back into the bottle. And, uh, you know, so the, the Bloody Mary recipe we did was it was um, an ounce and a half of vodka, mm. a little pinch of horseradish, a, um, a little pinch of Parmesan cheese, ground so Parmesan good. cheese. And I'm telling you, it's you, good. You roll your eyes at me right now, but just try it. It's and delicious. A beginner's tip, if you can, shake it so you break up that Parmesan cheese a little bit. You know, some people, if you're really, you know, apprehensive about trying this. I, I, I understand because my wife went through the same thing. You're getting a big chunk of cheese. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be overbearing. And it's a texture thing for people. So if you got a shaker or something like that, or just give it a, a proper stir, yes. I think yes. it'll be good. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, a dash of crystal hot sauce. Oh, awesome. A dash of tiger sauce, Ooh. which rounds it out, gives a, a hint of sweetness. Uh, but it's such a great that man tiger sauce is such a great flavor. They're spot on with that flavor. Yeah, it, it's not too empowering on any direction. It really is a good compliment. <clears throat> I totally agree. And then you just fill up the rest of the glass with that Bloody Mary mix or tomato juice. At that point, you can pre-add the um, horseradish, Parmesan cheese, and whatnot to make a true Bloody Mary mix. Have it sitting there. Yeah, uh, a little a little pepper to taste. And, you know, then garnish with what you will. We didn't use celery. We just put some lemon, lemon lime wedges and then some uh, pickled snap peas, which I'd never seen before, but they had at one of our local um, grocery stores, Rouse's, had those, and then some pickled okra. So you can't go wrong. A few pickled things, pickled you know, celery if you want it, carrots if you want it. Right, absolutely. I've seen, you know, strips of bacon in there. I've seen uh, – um, yeah, you know, I mean, of course, they're the ones that, like, you know, have the little mini hamburger and fried chicken and all that. But, yeah, that's a little overdone, in my opinion. Chicken and waffles. Chicken, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, man, it, it turned out really well. I was very, very pleased with it was good. That, something really off the cuff. The shrimp shells, it, it gave it that, you know, that um, that crawfish boil smell you walk mm-hmm. in on whenever you show up. That's kind of that. It gave me reminiscence of that. It was really good. Yeah, and I didn't think it was too overpowering. Like, it just no. it added to it. Without making it, you know, fishy or shrimpy. Right. Like, it was really good. I was, I was very pleased. And uh, Neil Neil was asking me about it when I was up there Friday. Oh. He was like, he was, how'd the uh, Bloody Mary turn out? And I was like, dude, it was really good. He goes, when do I get to try something? Like, I'll, I'll take care of you, bro. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll bring you some, I'll bring you some Bloody Mary. Yeah. We'll um, get that worked out yeah. for him. So that was, that was awesome. That was the Bloody Mary. We apologize for forgetting to talk about it. Sorry about uh, that. But we wanted to get this out, so. Y'all check it out. Um, let us know what you think. You know, comment, like, subscribe. Um, you know, seriously, if there's something. If there's something you've always done for a Bloody Mary, I, you know, I know Absolutely. my buddy John. His dad loves Bloody Marys, and he adds a, like a dash or two of red wine. Um, adds a little bit more body to it. Oh, that's cool. You know, just some of those cool things, man. We'd love to try stuff. We'd yeah. love to hear, or if yeah. it inspires you to do something else. Yeah, definitely. You know, let us know that too. The bloody um, bulls and stuff like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
We used to the Leon Perrins. That was a big deal at some of the places we worked at. Um, and yeah, a little a lot of shower. salt room too. Yeah, I never, I never was a huge fan of the salt room. Not my, not my thing. But we also weren't those people that put limes in our Coronas either. We, we're not a garnish duo. Yeah, well, I mean, we were, we were trained to to drink shots of tequila warm with no condiments. I remember the KGB. <laughs> so, so good, good stuff, man. Uh, thank y'all for le- for listening. Remember at Craftsman Cooking on Instagram. Website is coming soon. On uh, you know, podcast available on Spotify and Apple. Please like, subscribe, give us a review. You know, we'll take the good and the bad. Absolutely. You know, tell us what tell us how we can improve. And uh, until next time. Uh, Stay hungry, friends. Better, y'all.